Hello and welcome to episode 25 of DIY Cinema Cult. It's Mark here. If you listened to the last episode, you know what's going on. This is a two-part Christmassy and New Year episode. Um, again, I'd just like to apologise for the sound quality on some of this recording. Uh, as we got more drunken, the, 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 the levels on the recorder kept getting knocked. The recorder was just stuffed into my bag. It all got a bit shambolic, so I do apologise for that. Uh, we hope you will bear with us. But here we go, let's not muck about. Here's part two of the Perineum Black Box Recorder. Come follow us on our journey to get a low budget DIY feature film from script to screen and beyond. beyond. Nobody knows who we are. (laughs) Look at yourselves, realistically, nobody's going to give you that money. Nobody. You don't know who the fuck you are. It's a complete risk. You are unknown. This is our first feature film, something we're going to do. Together, uh, you're going to get it warts at all. <laughs> For now, you're just some pair of videos like everyone else. It's all about making something out of nothing. I kind of think we could. Never wait for permission, just stuff. This is DIY Cinema Cult. I was thinking a little bit about our last Frosty Pony and the other day, and we were talking about our what we hoped where we'd be in a year's time and I was Mm. wondering if we had done it or not and um, we were talking about whether we would be uh, working on the edit of our first film or something to that effect can you remember yeah I I believe it I believe it was we thought we'd maybe have a film in the can in the can and then we were going to be ready to start editing yeah and it may not be quite the way we thought back then but it sort of, sort of has come to be that in yeah. other ways. Um, yeah. So obviously I... Uh, yeah, what's your, what's your highlight? Well, yeah, I mean, my highlight of the <coughs> year is probably fairly straightforward in that I launched the Kickstarter this year after three years of sat on my film. It kind and, of exploded in a mad way. And yeah, we smashed the, 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 the target in five days. And so I suppose the highlight was just realising it was also panic-inducing, but realising that it was going to happen. It was going to really happen Mm. after so long of basically not having sat on the shelf and not being able to prioritise it in any way. Mm. Suddenly I could prioritise it. Suddenly it felt like it was was a real thing. It was going to actually come to life. Um, And the community behind it... um, you know their enthusiasm yeah you know bar two people who got in touch and were a bit let's just say negative okay the other 120,000 people who looked at the trailer and the other however many who contributed to the uh, Kickstarter have been so universally positive and for that then to feed into something that we then took to Barcelona and managed to screen 45 minutes to an audience. Mm. So it's for me the highlight has been got to be that, it, fa- that, that that happened and that it has gone, again, as we've always said, an idea in your brain mm. that seems to be endlessly... Uh, in some sort of creative purgatory has come to life, you know, yeah. and your contribution has been hugely important. Lots of people have said to me, 
Oh, I've seen loads of films and Ray films and stuff in the past, but what it doesn't have is all this amazing animation and this kind of visual oh. language. And in so many ways, I think that although maybe it's not the film that we thought we would hope that we would potentially mm. do, we've got a film as a team mm. and we're in the final stages of it. We've mm. got about three, four, five months more of editing. And mm. it's by the end of this year, it'll be out in the world in one way or another, for Amazing. sure. It will be, that's Amazing. for sure. And I'm hoping we'll have filmed your film. Oh man, yeah, which is, that's been another kind of amazing little weird twist and turn that I wasn't quite expecting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, we're all still set to shoot in some way in March. What are your feelings about how that... I think that it's going to get, something's going to get done. And (laughs) it's not, it's not, you know, you can't just suddenly expect to go let's make a feature film with no budget in yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be something that's going to be very stripped down. Mm. Um, I have another I have the second actor in, lined up, okay. which I need to talk to you about. Oh, he yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Wow. And he's very, very up for um, doing something in which we just rehearse lows. We do it on a low budget. It's very low, you know, kind yeah. of key. So in a way, I've kind of have two brilliant actors who are kind of up for the amazing for the for, for the for the for the adventure. Wow, I didn't know anything about this. I will tell you all about him. He's great. And then so so now I think it's going to be um, you know I'm I'm not going to you know at first you know a couple of weeks ago I was thinking right do I just go and lose the deposit and say I'm not going to go to the location yep. been the location and I kind of thought no I'd kind of and it broke my heart that idea because. The, the, I'd kind of got the location, put the money down in that kind of hope that I was going to, in doing that, I was going to force myself into making Find this film. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't a feature film. It was a, it was a episodic yeah. online thing. And then it became a feature film. And then, so then you're kind of, you know, when it becomes a feature film, your kind of ideas of what that means build up and you think, oh, well, it should be this and it should be that. And, it, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. And I just couldn't, just can't do it. But there is a way we can maybe turn a feature film in that is made in a very, very stripped down skeleton crew way. We're gonna, we are gonna film in the lakes in March. It's gonna be two or three people and some actors. It's gonna be very, very small. It's gonna be. But what I'm most excited about is the actors that we've got involved. Oh, amazing! And they want to rehearse. And we're going to start rehearsing in January. We're going to rehearse in January through February into March, and we're going to develop a new script. And we're going to we're going to not develop a new script, but we're going to I'm going to make a rewrite based on our rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not going to say their names yet because things could happen and they could drop out or fall away or things blah blah blah. You know, I just feel like there's been loads of twists and turns on this already. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, kind yeah. of put, no, bang I my peg in the ground just yet. Well, it's it's. It is one of those, um, well, in some ways, this podcast has always been a document of our mm. processes, and I think that's a good thing. Exactly. Um, so I don't even really know what it is going to be yet. I just feel it's going to, we're going to go and, we're going to go, here's what it is. We're going to go to a place, and we're going to do a thing, <laughs> and it's going to be a thing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm going to say.
Shall we walk? We might yeah. need to walk and drink and yeah. carry on. Yeah, let's do that. It's getting quite dark now. It is. Well, this I is. I feel like if we stay around here, we're going to get kind of uh, moved on by the kind of park police. Well, they they kind of don't seem to worry so much about you know young people. Do you want to do a cracker before we? Uh, oh, we should do one more cracker. Sounds like we're doing a drug thing in the park. Yeah. Right? You'll do some crackers, mate. Oh, look, why that is lose? And, and the thing pull that, never pull cracks. That. That's the banger, pull that. It's going to hurt my finger. Oh! Hey, there we go. Well, I win this time, so I get the question. This time? <laughs> you've just got the technique. When you hand me the cracker, you've already got a piece of wood behind it. You're not even going to bother with the... With the, with the uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna bother with it. That last them. joke was so bad. I'm not going to... can't even read them anyway. Right, should we get a little drinky together? Do you want a Bailey's? Bailey's, oh my god. That's a pudding. I've still got that. Okay, alright then, okay, we'll do that. What is the greatest DIY lesson you've learned this year? Oh okay. Greatest DIY lesson, okay. Is that a question for me? Um so I think the greatest DIY lesson they're not they haven't changed massively. Mm. I think there is. Uh, do you want another GT? Yeah. Um, so, where were we? So, greatest DIY lesson. So, I still think most of the original ideas apply. I think Just Start is probably one of the most powerful lessons uh, of all of them. Yeah. Um, and it's proved to be truthful. Um, I think one of the key things I've learned is um, collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration is totally king, um, queen, however you want to describe it. Um, you may be doing things on your own, which is what it feels like a lot of the time. Yeah. But you've just, you've got to, you've got to get a crew, you know? Yeah. You've got to get a posse. You've got to get a a, a, a bunch of like-minded people and that might not mean that um, they're with you every step of the way but if you contribute to what they do they'll contribute to what you do and in some ways what you're doing is your project is always better for yeah. all of those people's involvement yeah and hopefully then you contribute towards their projects and their projects are better as a result so in some ways it's that kind of collaboration and community of filmmakers yeah that gets us around the resource problem of making films and the challenges that are, are, are involved in that mm. as in you know help where you can Mm. If you can help other people make their project a reality, then it'll come back to you. There is a sort yeah. of a law. There's a built-in um, appreciation of, of that kind of um, mutual support community, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's not proved me wrong yet. As it's It's been pretty much the only reason why I've got my project together is the fact that people have helped yeah and yeah so it's a consequence of that that i think will help other people you know so the diy filmmaker has to work in a kind of a community uh minded way mm. 
whereas the traditional filmmaking world commission star director producer mm. dogs bodies yeah, <laughs> underneath yeah. it's a pyramid you know yeah yeah the way the diy world works it's a network <clears throat> yeah and it's a network that can help each other and mutual support <clears throat> makes yeah. everybody's projects better even if it's not your immediate thing you know yeah so so that's been the lesson for me is in the diy world needs collaboration community mm. um and that it works what about you um holy fuck i made that a really strong one <laughs> i'm doing this in the dark i uh i think maybe it was a f maybe my biggest lesson came right right at the end of the year and I think it was maybe um, it was the kind of whole kind of old old man oh we've had a spillage ladies and gentlemen oh, it was a kaplunk of spillages oh dear Mark knocked over one drink, and then in trying to gather that drink off the floor, he knocked another drink. Did I knock, did I knock that That's one as well? one, yeah. Fucking hell. Oh right, dear. okay. This, this bar in the dark is getting a little bit complicated. I might have to make a bit. I might have to have a Baileys to make up. You just to make it. <laughs> right, That's, I'm having a Baileys. I think I made a really strong one, though. I tell you what, I'm going to give you a bit of that. <coughs> that is really strong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's all gone to shit, ladies and gentlemen. It's all gone wrong. Oh, dear. You know, we talked about the magical tramps last year. <laughs> we are the magical tramps. There's nothing magical about these tramps tonight. It's the opposite it? of a magical tramp. <laughs> the opposite is the sort of uh, <laughs> deeply flawed, Deep, deeply real sad. tramps. Deeply sad, sad tramps real. in the yeah. It's cracker time. Cracker time. Oh, God. Oh, no, have, you, have you answered the question? You haven't answered the question. Werner Hansel, one of the things I did love about what he was saying on the masterclass was that he, I mean, he stoically positions himself so completely outside of the industry. Yeah. And, you know, I think when you're a filmmaker trying to break in or do something or make a film, you're, you position yourself as someone who's kind of outside trying to break in to something and you yeah. feel like there's going to be some golden day where Club. where you do something and someone says i like what you've done look yeah. what you've done that's very special yeah. you need to come and hang out with us in this golden little room with where we always all free cocktails and and this magical place where we all kind of share opportunities and you know you get a leg up uh, joining the masons and of course that doesn't that doesn't exist and you know and and, and Werner Herzog positions himself quite happily outside of the industry and and stoically so and you know of course a time came when he did make you know a bonkers kind of you know um the, the bad lieutenant remake with the, oh, mad, yeah. with the maddest direct with the maddest actor in hollywood which and is stuff. which is great yeah, yeah and, and and he and he talks about that in his masterclass how he he found it so weird going to hollywood meetings where there was like nine lawyers in the room and, yeah. and it was just all completely against his way of of working but I was like, yeah, you kind of do have to, you know, me and you as filmmakers, we're not um, on even on the inner periphery of this kind of in industry. So we have to just pos position ourselves on the outside and be like, right, this is our little turf. Mm. 
and this is our little ring and, and we're going to make our films within this thing and you know something might happen but we can't aim for that we can't we're not trying to we shouldn't be trying to break into something necessarily we yeah. should be making make our own we thing. should be putting all our efforts into making our thing as truthful and as honest and as real as we possibly possibly can and i think I was getting stressed out about old oh, man thinking, oh, it has to be, if it's going to be a feature film, it has to be this. Yeah. How can I get actors involved if they, you know, they're going to, you know, they're not going to like it that I say it's this, this, you know, I'm trying to sell it to them and then kind of go, actually, we don't actually have any money and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So you feel like you're a bit of the kind of snake oil salesman, but you just have to go, right, this is the, this is what I'm doing. And yeah. if you want to be on board, let's do it because this is all this is all i've got and you have to be like this is the film we're going to make and so i maybe that was my biggest lesson was just being having your own set of rules and your own turf and sticking to it and not really wishing you somewhere else Well, it comes back to that idea of, you know, work with what you've got in a mm. way, doesn't it? And um, with with all kind of the best will intention, we know other filmmakers that we've worked with over the years that mm. seem to be striving for, to make a Hollywood movie, but they're doing yeah. it on a very small budget. Yeah. And that's always going to fail because the fact is that every single penny of a Hollywood movie has been spent to make it look like a Hollywood movie it's <coughs> yeah. so there's no point trying to do that Yeah. whereas what you what you can do is use what you have and then make a virtue of that as much as you possibly can Yeah. you may pine for other things mm. but that shouldn't stop you doing what you can do Yeah. so do what you can do there's a famous phrase that's in martial art actually, which is called um, uh, jump over the tall grass. Mm. Uh, and the idea is to get anywhere, <clears throat> there's no point trying to jump over the mountain. Yeah. First of all, you just got to get over the grass. Yeah. And once you've done that, you can jump over the hedge. Yeah. And then you can maybe jump over that tree and then yeah. maybe eventually you jump over the mountain. But you've got to jump over the grass first, because if you can't jump over the grass, then you can't get anywhere. So jump over the grass and then see where you are once you get to the other side, you know? Um, So in a way, that's the thing. I I, uh, always admire filmmakers who are just busy, who keep working and who get things done anyway, even when their resources are very low and they don't try to pretend that they're anything that they're not, but they make something amazing anyway. You are listening to the debut feature film podcast. This is DIY Cinema Cult. It's funny because I was having this, I was having this, I had this reoccurring dream after you know for the last couple of months since i've been trying to do old man i had this mad weird really weird reoccurring dream and and i, I know other people's dreams are fucking boring and we shouldn't really talk about them but i, but I know we've this talked whole about podcast is our <laughs> dreams <laughs> <laughs> but i know we've talked about so i'm, I'm rattling away because i'm trying to get a bailey's out <laughs> i've got a, do you want a bailey's chocolate 
Oh, yeah, go on, look, there you go. It, it was a little gift pack that came with chocolates. Um, so I've had this, Aaron, I've had this weird recurring dream where I'm back at my old uh, university. I'm kind of walking around and I'm like, oh my God, I can remember this place. And sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just dilapidated. Sometimes it's redeveloped and I'm walking around. Then it's also... I'm in the Brit school, which is like my college. And... But I've had recurring dreams before, but this one, has, I've had like maybe in the last two or three months, like nine dreams, all mm. the same thing. Wow. And they all kind of develop as well. So then I was like, I, so much so, I was having the dream so much. I was like, what am I? And I felt like I was looking for something in the dream and searching. Mm. And I was kind of going, what the fuck am I trying to find in these dreams? Like, am I just revisiting? And it, feel, it felt like it wasn't me going back in time. It was like me going back to the school and all my mates had gone and it was just me there. Mm. And I was like, why the fuck am I having this dream? And then the next night after I thought that, I had a dream where I was in my old halls of residence and I was looking through my diary, the exact diary I had from the time. Mm. And, and I was looking through the pages looking for something. And I woke up going, that's fucking weird. And then I remembered that the diary was, I loved the diary because it was like a every second, it was like a week page. And then every other page was like an illustration of a, a film director. And it could have been like a storyboard mm. or like a cartoon that they'd drawn or like a, they were blocking out, you know, cam, you know, camera moves or lighting designs and stuff. And I was like, that's so weird. And I was like, what is it? I'm, and, and I remember in the diary, I had drawn out frames of my own films that never got made, but like things I kind of wanted to do. And I was like, what the fuck is it? And obviously the dream was about going back to maybe an idea that I had at the start. Ideas, yeah. and, I th and I thought maybe what it is, is because, you know, gearing up for old man, I was kind of insecure about doing it not sure how I was going to do it and I thought maybe I should just go back to the original you know in you know when you're younger you know, you're kind of you're full of confidence and you yeah. that kind of spark that you have at the start and I was like and then I remembered um it didn't I didn't and then yeah yes yeah, so, yeah so then I remembered that when I studied film at the uh, Brit school one of the first things we got taught was the French New Wave and um, we got taught about Jean-Luc Godard making the Buddha Souf and there was a brilliant quote in that. I, I, that's, I remember, almost, almost remember that's the first thing that kind of sparked me about film. And he said something brilliant, like, um, um, it, it doesn't matter how it, something is filmed. What matters is that it is filmed. Mm. Or, or some, something like that. And I searched for it online and I couldn't find it. And I thought maybe I'd made it up in my mind. Yeah. And then the other day mm. I found the quote and it was in a letter that he wrote back to a friend of his while he was making a Buddha Sooth. And the quote was actually... Um, yeah, the quote was actually, it doesn't matter how something is filmed, it's, it, it, it's that it is filmed and it's in focus, which I love. I love the little, <laughs> I love the little rounding off there because he was like, I'm not completely punk. It's got to be focus. But, um, but what he was, I mean, what he was saying was that he, and then I read a bit more about him making the Buddha Sooth and he was like, he just kind of went off the rails in terms of conventions of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but he had this kind of mad freedom and um it was the first time you could have a handheld camera you had the handheld yeah you could shoot anywhere and they really took advantage of that because they were just running the whole film is almost like them 
going hell for leather from one place to another or being chased or jumping yeah. in a car and they were and they were just a... filming on streets and in cafes mm. with no permits they weren't asked yeah. they, were, they were just going to the places they kind of used to hang out mm. and um you know and reading that you know gene seberg and and Jean-Paul Belmondo thought they were just in some kind of real proper amateur film that they couldn't wait to get out of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was quite inspiring to read about mm. his experience and about what he was doing at that time because it was just, it was so kind of off the hook. Really. Yeah. Did you? Really ill, yeah, really yeah. badly ill. It really made me think that you know my, you know my diet these days and drinking intake is must be much lower than it used to be because I can't mm. quite. I have these lovely dreams of I want all the cheese and yeah. all the kind of different meat and gravy and potatoes. Yeah, uh, and I want to eat chocolates every night and drink port. And yeah, I kind of can't. I can't. Can't no. do it. No, sadly I can't either. I um. I had a fairly good stab at it. I think it was a sort of... I'll give it a good go. Give right. it a good go. Um, I don't eat meat anymore, which mm. does make a little difference. Yeah. We're going to do a stroll. We were going to do one. But yeah, I, I I'm, I'm fairly... Um, I need a day or two off after yeah. the boozing these days. And I think Christmas doesn't give you that, does it? So there's often a sort of like a thing and then there's a thing and then you do another thing. And then there's a bit of me that's like, oh, I need a kind of like two or three days off. I do, I can't, I can't do it for very long. Ready, I sort of almost ahead. relish, which way should we head? Should we go that way and up around again? Up, up and round, yeah, go should on Should we then. go like a final kind of fair lofty view? Loopy loop, yeah, let's go back to the view, shall we? Yeah. Maybe all the darts. Uh, uh, I think that sounds like they've all gone. The darts, yeah. gentlemen, will be gone now. The um, I gotta say, the Bailey's is quite nice. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Well, we've got one more little one in case we can share if you want. Yeah, a box yeah. of three. Yeah, it's rather nice. Do we do a crack? Uh, we actually can't read a cracker, can we? <laughs> a walking cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite <coughs> convinced Pardon at me. any moment I'm just going to step into a puddle and go into another world. <laughs> come out and kind of yeah like Australia. a magical christmas film yeah i haven't really watched many magical christmas films this year i feel like the, oh. the there's i said to this to kate the other night when i was around at yours the scheduling has been a bit weird this year on tv <laughs> or maybe it's just because i don't ever i don't have much time to sit down and watch christmas films no jude at the moment it's well you're not quite he's not quite the age yet where <clears> you no. can kind of go oh let's watch this this will be great no. and he'll go yeah or no and it's meant i haven't had my boxing day cry so i feel a bit, oh, feel a bit um, you know deprived emotionally blocked you're gonna have to sort of translate that to a new year's eve cry <laughs> yeah. or something yeah have you planned anything for new year's eve it feels mm. a bit weird planning things for new year's no. eve isn't it do you mean cry or a cry <laughs> or anything <laughs> um I have. I can't see the path now. Can you? Nope. Okay. Oh, there's the path. We're back up to where we were. It's sort of that way. We have to sort of cross Rocky country out. and then hit the. Okay. Here we go. 
Oh, shit. This is... All those people had come down from Yorkshire to watch the darts. Well, did you hear that? That girl covered in mud? That yeah. We, we, we got a girl back Yorkshire. I've covered in mud. Don't even let the old bus. Oh, fucking hell. She is going to be so uncomfortable in about two hours' time. came all the way down from Yorkshire to watch the darts. Fucking hell. And they got absolutely leathered, and then they couldn't. They didn't have a clue where they were going. And then slid down and a then hill. They slid down the hill. Oh. I mean, super fun times, obviously. And they were clearly having super fun super times. Super fun times. Good for them. But now they've got to oh, get doesn't home. Doesn't Ali Pali look lovely? Look. Oh, look at this. All lit up. I have been to some brilliant gigs in there, actually. It yeah. Is a, it, is, it, is a, it is a venue that you kind of once you see someone in there, it does feel a bit extra special. Yeah. I saw. Uh, Who have you seen? LCD sound system in there, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, who else have I seen in there? Oh look, there's a star. What's that a star up there? Look, we've got a little lone star. Is it serious? Is it? Are you Might serious? Be. Oh look over here! Look, who's that? Yeah. Is that look, serious? <laughs> you gotta be serious. You gotta be serious. All I know is that serious is the dog star, and it's the one that's generally the brightest one you can that's see. That's serious, then. That's that's him. Yeah. Who's that little? Who's that little git? Well, that's looking north, so it could be the north star. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the. Stars are out, ladies and gents. Yeah, there's another one over there. Yeah. It's quite a clear old night, isn't it? If you're listening to this in Arizona, you will laugh at the fact that we've <laughs> managed to pick out three stars. Three stars, guys. But this three. is London, where uh, a light of... pollution is uh, of a premium. And, yeah. Uh, one of the steps just bigger than the other. Look at that view. It's amazing. It's wow. Amazing. I've just chucked the rest of my Baileys all over my own face. <laughs> hey, hope you kept your mouth open. Yeah, no, unfortunately. <laughs> I might have imbibed it through my eyes. I fear what we can hear now on the podcast is just wind. Panting. Yeah, panting and wind. Yeah. It's like uh, polar bear porn or something. Yeah. Look at these sort of... Uh, taking in the view. That stained glass window is quite impressive, isn't it? window. Those Victorians knew how to impress. Yeah. They knew a thing or two about windows. <laughs> the Victorians. And, you know, invading countries. Yeah. Calling them their own. Yeah. The and, last. and child labour. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh. There's the view. That's Not a cloud nice. in the sky. We can see Canary Wharf. We can see City of London, we can see Post Office Tower. My Post Office Tower is showing how old I am. It's the BT Tower, of course. Let's just have a look at that view. Look at that, wow. Amazing view. Well, listeners, I wish you could see this because it's pretty stunning. Uh, but this is the most basic form of virtual reality where you have to imagine it for yourself. <laughs> but in your imagination, it's as good as what it, what it is <laughs> in real life. <laughs> there you go. 
I promise you. We are starting our own kind of masterclass style virtual reality <laughs> podcast <laughs> website, which you can subscribe to for yeah. £150 a month. It's £150 a year. It's really worth it. You are listening to DIY Cinema Cult. Where do we go to do the last practice? Uh, uh, well, there's the little tunnel yeah. down here, some blokes and some braros. You're going to have fun editing all this. There's <laughs> 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 just... <laughs> it's going to sound like some kind of black box recording. It's going to be like Grizzly yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really need a wee now as well. Yeah, we too. <laughs> we're we're going to end up just as bad as the darts yeah, workers. Yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing at them before. Yeah. There's a little uh, wild wee potential up here. <laughs> Oh dear! I'm sorry, <coughs> listeners. It's sorry, listeners. We brought. Oh, what's this? What's you, that? Yeah, I've always been quite fascinated by this. There's a spa in there. Look, laboratory. People coming oh. out. If we cut down here, this oh. takes us to the uh, little tunnel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pull this cracker. We're pulling the cracker here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to read it anyway. I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, <laughs> I was determined to win. Hang on. But hang on, hang on. Thank God for that. I'm never going to be able to read this. Uh, Pardon me. Okay, ready? Here we go. Where are we? Where are you leading us down to? This is this is my secret place. Oh, you got a light. There we go. Ah. So, what are your predictions for 2022? Okay, right. Because we got our predictions. Kind of not right, and a bit. We, uh, it wasn't a prediction; it was a hope, wasn't it? Really, it was a hope. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it was our wishes. So predictions is another thing entirely. Yeah, there's a sort of sense of like, well, what is it that you think's gonna happen? Yeah. But then, what is it that you want to make happen? Yeah. Two different things. But yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? Well, what I think's gonna happen is you're gonna finish your, your doc. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Um. In some shape or form, obviously, you know, yeah. uh, fin- you know, uh, finish it for, you know, obviously finishing it for some kind of release is going to be a lot of, a, it's going to be a heavier, heavier shift, isn't it, in terms yeah. of what you need to do. But I think your film's going to be finished. I think you're going to finish it this year. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have Old Man uh, done. In, in some the can. Sh- in, in some kind of shape or form. Yeah. It'll be filmed definitely, whether it's going to be f- completely finished uh, editing, I don't know about that. We'll just yep. see. You'll be, be kind of there. Um, I kind of feel quite good about the way DIY Cinema Cult's gone and that, you know, it's kind of, we're getting stuff done, really, I suppose. There's definitely, definitely uh, a, I'm definitely feeling that next year, I'm hoping is the end of the, the real worst of the pandemic. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm kind and of... And 
Are you ho- are you hopeful for that though? Because I feel like after this year, I feel like oh god, it's well, gonna just it's interesting, isn't on. it? Because again, when we were talking about it last year, which way should we head? Which way well, that's back to ours, and the, there's a pub down there. I'm, I can help. I, I can go to that. We've still got another cracker to pull, so we might as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's. Last year we were talking about how we thought that, it, that the pandemic was on its way out. Yeah. And we were sadly very wrong. I think you were saying stuff like, I hope that maybe production, film production, will yeah. get back up and going again. And, and I think what we've discovered is that film production will kind of keep going or whatever. Yeah. It'll find its way. So, you know, for example, even though in theory, I there was 135,000 cases uh, registered today. Yeah which is insane. Yeah. It's the highest there's ever been. But there's about 6,000, 7,000 people being hospitalised as a result. Mm. So this is just the reality. There's, there's this new disease floating around. It's going to be in our life for a, for a long time. Chances are we won't get very ill as a result of it. Yeah. Because we'll have our regular top-ups of our whatever, um, our jabs. We'll go, oh, I've got COVID again. You're right. Yeah, sorry, I got COVID. I can't come out for a couple of days. Oh, sorry, mate. I've got man COVID. Man COVID. Yeah, I've got man COVID. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I feel a bit shit. <laughs> this is the new reality. Some people will yeah. get ill as a result of it, in the same yeah. way that people get the flu and they don't recover and what have you. So this is just the fact of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the reality is that we'll find the the way through creatively and my one hope for the year it's not a prediction my one hope for the year is we get a fucking new prime minister yes please um because this guy is a complete and utter fucking liability yeah um i'm hoping it's not from the same party yeah it's not a prediction unlikely in some ways because they seem to have an uncanny knack of staying in power and uh giving the sense that they're all new now and so everything's going to be better mm. now and for a couple of years everyone thinks oh it's all going to be better now yeah. and then the same shit occurs but i'm hoping that they we get rid of them that oh, would be brilliant wouldn't be it? Lovely. in some so way nice. because there's just been such a catalogue of shit as a result of them i mean the being most diabolical catalogue and it feels like it's at at its most bizarre and and um, spurious at the moment whereas in the past of course everyone hates the Tories because yeah they've had they've been horrible bastards but it just feels like in the last couple of months it's been like an amazing fireworks display of bollocks and bullshittery you know let's have a party (laughs) at Christmas when everybody else is literally wishing their dead parents uh, well, over a Zoom funeral. Yeah. That's uh, fine. We've got cheese and wine at New uh, oh. Downing Street. And then, I mean, and then the guy who was in charge of the inquiry had to pull out because actually because he's at a party. Because they're too too. I mean, it's I mean, just it's a shock. Just, I mean, Amanda Iannucci couldn't write there. Uh, no. His. Satire is, is unfortunately not unable to keep up. Um, oh, God. Lovely houses on this road, by the way. Well, they? we're in we're in the middle of the middle here. This is the this is the middle nice class, houses. and then this is the very soft middle centre of the middle class. Well, it's very look at that. That's <coughs> like a what I do like yeah. about very 
upper middle class people is they have jeeps like they are yeah. like some kind of arctic explorer it's a land rover he's got they've got a land rover um but it is but it does feel weird being this side of the hill right yeah this side of the hill is suburban in comparison when you go back up to muswell hill it's all right you know as in it's nice it's got yeah you know, there's a bit more liberal hippie thing going on. This seems, this feels very, very... We're in, um, the, in the suburban sticks yeah. here, aren't we? Yeah, but very affluent suburb. Yep. Very, very affluent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty like, weird. It's a bit, it feels a bit, it's not to the extent of Home Alone, but it feels a bit like yeah, Home Queens. Alone. Yeah, Queens. Yeah, but it, it Queens. does make me laugh. I did watch Home Alone when it was on over Christmas, and yeah. the house that the home alone thing is set in is it's like a billionaire's castle right but it's obviously they've just gone right a regular family left leave yeah but it's obviously you know that and you get that in a lot of hollywood films you don't get it so much these days i think they've readdressed it but they in the 80s they certainly did yeah look at that rolls royce yeah <laughs> yeah yeah just a rolls royce hanging out in yeah. the drive rolls royce just a rolls royce yeah yeah but they did do that they did set their films with uh you know Okay, so it's just your regular kind of multi-millionaire family. Yeah. They go on holiday to Paris for a weekend over Christmas and they leave one of their kids in the house. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you kind of, when you're a kid, you kind of just gloss over that. You go, oh, right, okay. But that's just... Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, because everything was always about affluent people. Yeah. There was never a time when, in the 80s and 90s, well, maybe 70s, 80s, when things were about anybody yeah. else really most okay of do you want to hear my elevator pitch go yeah okay billionaire <laughs> white people i love it keep going yeah. <laughs> okay they go to paris for christmas i love it yeah but they weren't even billionaires back then because millionaires was enough millionaires was enough exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um but but now it's just by today's standards that's probably like, that's so you know, flimsy that's just yeah. a guy who's got some bitcoin in in <laughs> that's a YouTuber. we're going to yeah exactly that's a youtuber <laughs> We got a lot of hits. I'm a millionaire, you know. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, right, are we going to the pub? Shall we go to the pub? Yeah. yeah. We'll be able to record a little bit in there, do you reckon? Well, why not? We'll just sit in the garden. In the garden yeah. I desperately need a wee, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I need a wee. And I'll see if Kate wants to come say hello. Say hello. Usually masked to the door, isn't it? And then, yeah. shall I grab a chair? What do yeah, you want to I do? Can grab one you can go to the new place, yeah. yeah. Alright. Yeah. I might turn the mic off while I'm in the week, having a week. <laughs> Hello everyone. So Aaron's gone in for a wee wee. I'm busting as well, I'm desperate. Oh my god. Uh, I would just love a pint of some lovely pale ale or something. Like you're drinking basically, yeah. So we are in the Maid of Muswell pub. It's a lovely little pub. We're coming to the end now of our episode of uh, Aaron's just gone to the bar to uh, get us a drink and go to the toilet uh, and probably do a wee or maybe maybe a poo. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get him to fill it. He can fill us in on when he gets back. Um, but we're going to have a lovely, delicious pint, and, maybe, and then we're going to pull our last cracker. So tune in, guys. There's more fun to come. Fun, 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 fun.
Outside the Maid of Muswell, feels a bit weird being in a pub. We're not in a pub, we're an outside a pub. Uh, for some reason, they haven't got the heaters on all of the outside spaces, which is sort of annoying because we're basically sitting on a wet bench. Um, but basically, this is the spot that we, me and my other half, Kate, spend a lot of our time looking at. And um, this little suburban corner of the world. I'm not sure I'll be here forever. I think I might need a little bit more creative, artistic, I don't know how to describe it, a bit more of a vibrant community. Feels a little bit like the end of the road here. Anyway, that's probably enough for now. You are listening to Zuba Zuba Cool DIY Cinema Card. Okay, let's go. Bottle of beer. Okay, I'll get Kate. Gear. Get, get Kate a bottle of beer. Okay. Kate's Mrs. Aaron's Mrs. Kate is coming over to join us at the pub. Oh, Aaron's got some lovely crisps. Hiya. I'm going to get a pint of Peroni, please. Thank you. Good, mate. You've got about four it's hours. So yeah. <laughs> You've got about four hours to edit down to something somewhat listenable. I think this has been one of the most free form of all of them. Um, uh, Maybe when we're moving into a new space in this podcast. Yeah. We're going to record our everyday. You just do it. You just do it. Right. Fix it all in the post. Last back up. Oh, okay. So, it's our last backup. Oh. Yeah, finally it cracked, but you I still won. won. Mm. I'm gonna, because it's the last one, I'm gonna do the joke first. Yep. Now you can actually see it because we're underneath oh, a light. See it. There's a party hat, we can put that on if you like. Yep. Okay, so I can read this one now and it says, What do you get if you eat Christmas decorations? We can get this. Your girls must have got this one. Because they read those books, they, they understand every single last mm. one of those jokes. If you eat Christmas decorations, um, it'd be like, you know, tinselitis. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Tinselitis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. And the DIY question is what do you want to leave behind in 2021? What do you want to leave behind? Another question that I haven't prepared an answer for. You, you wrote them all down. The, I've done the questions and didn't prepare didn't any even think about witty them. things to say. Leave behind in 2021. Um, I think it's generally a productivity 
answer, mm. which is it's probably been the theme of my answers tonight, distraction. Yeah. I find myself getting endlessly distracted. Yeah. I think the problem of lockdown has been, yes, you've been in your own shed and you've been work, I've been working, but I feel like there's been endless digital distractions. Mm. So what I want to leave behind most of all, and this is a genuine feeling, is all of that digital distraction so that I can focus and concentrate properly because I feel like my concentration levels have gone down the tube um, and it's got to improve. I mean, literally for the ability to, for me to finish this project and yeah. future projects, I feel like I've got to be able to go, I've got an hour, I'm going to concentrate, nothing is going to get in my way, focus. Yes. It's not, it's not easy because the world is full of distractions, but it's the one thing that I notice is a hindrance in my life, yeah. generally. So yeah. distraction. And that includes it in personal moments, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter Children, today. kids and stuff. Yeah, so my daughter kids, today yeah. made a real point about the phone not being on, even though... I knew things, texts were coming in that meant I needed to. Do, 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 do. I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna just spend yeah. an hour talking to her, and that's that's enough. Yeah. It's not just digital; it's all kinds of distractions, and it's it's a mental clarity. Um, yeah. But that is definitely something I want to leave behind. I want to feel like in to move forwards, I'm able to just notice when the distraction arises and let it go and go back to what I was doing yeah. before. What about you? Um, I think maybe what I'd like to leave behind the most is I don't think I'm going to leave it behind. I think it's going to come with me. But I think it's, I would listen to it less more. It's that little voice in your head you know that kind of negativity that mm. you know everyone's their own worst critic aren't they and I think mm. people especially if you're kind of trying to do creative endeavors you must know this mm. you're trying to launch some kind of creative endeavor from scratch mm. you you have this voice in your head that kind of takes on a very very kind of impressive and powerful uh, stance in your in your psyche yeah. and it's just someone saying no yeah, this isn't gonna work this isn't going to happen. Yeah, You're not going to do this. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to do this. And I think what I'd like to do is just, you know, of course I go through phases where that voice is very, very dominant. And then I go through periods where I overpower it. And I go, no, no, it's going to be fine. I feel good about things. And I think I'd like to be able to not listen to that voice as much, I guess, yeah. maybe. I think that's a really good one. Combining those two could be a very productive year. Yeah. Get rid so. of distractions. Listen less to the negative voices of with in your own practice. Mm. Get shit done. Mm. Next year could be a totally different kind of year. Couldn't it? One thing I was thinking about what you, you said earlier mm. to do with, you know, losing a sense of what why you cared about something or um, yeah. It goes back to Uncle or Auntie David Lynch. Yeah. Is his description of the duck's eye. Mm. That it keeps... That, that being and remembering the driver yeah. towards a creative idea 
and the original reason you fell in love with that creative idea and then using that both as a method of getting rid of distraction and also getting rid of self-doubt yeah that duck's eye under remembering somehow being able to conjure up that sense of what the heart of a project or an idea is and that most of us when we do commercial projects that Mm. disappears very quickly Mm. because you think oh this would be a cool idea wouldn't you and then it gets watered down Mm. thoroughly by the process whereas when it's your own project even if there are many um, you know challenges in terms of the, the resources to make that happen as long as you still have that duck's eye yeah the central feeling that you had as to why this was worth doing and that in some way you can conjure that back up instantaneously in your mind yeah you know the thing will still have that soul and it's that soul isn't it it's the energy that drives energy that makes anything anything is that duck's eye of an idea of a project of a creative endeavor oh here's kate Yay! Hi. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, fun. How's the toe? How's the toe? <laughs> 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 Do you know how creepy you look? <laughs> <laughs> All the people in I'm there. just talking into my penis, man. What's <laughs> <laughs> so creepy about it? <laughs> 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 Huh? No, it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely on. Yeah, we can do it right now. We can switch up. Should we, should we draw we'll an end to this? Off, yeah. um, we could end it with... Hello, Kate. <laughs> Hello, Kate. The end. Roll credits. <laughs> That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>